Hello, you're about to listen to episode 20 of a podcast called The Movie Mixtape with Marcy and Dirk. Today is our last episode for the Remix Mixtape. It was my job to follow on from Marcy's film last week, which was Hot Rod, and I have picked 2004's Shaun of the Dead, directed by Edgar Wright, starring Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and Kate Ashfield. As always, we talk about the movie, so there will be spoilers. But if you're happy with that, why don't you sit back, relax, and... Doing all right, yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Been been a slightly Mm -hmm. arduous day. (laughs) We're recording on a school night tonight, aren't we? No, it's not really. Is it a school night? Is it? Well, we're recording on a Friday. (laughs) That's not a school night. I mean, like school night to me is school is the next day. Not school was hap- like happening today. School night is school is happening tomorrow. Oh, I see. So I see. Tomorrow's the weekend. So you're thinking ahead. Okay. Thinking about you know <laughs> the good times that you're going to have at the weekend, and you're in party mode. Whereas I, uh-huh. I'm just thinking about all the tiring and exhausting things I've done today, and needing to <laughs> g myself up. So that's that is the dichotomy I, of our, our, yeah. our podcast relationship. <laughs> I just thought you thought it was Thursday. <laughs> I mean, that it could be Thursday, who knows? I know. That's why I was like, oh, I don't want to. If he thinks it's Thursday, I don't want to like break his spirit and tell him it's the different day. Many people have tried to break my spirit, Marcy, and failed. So come at me if you want. Come at me if you want. Okay. I get where you're coming from now. Oh, that thanks. it makes sense. It was a school night because technically it is a school night, but where I'm coming from, it means something different. So glad we figured that out. Phew. Phew. <laughs> Got that out of the way. How are you anyway? Uh, I'm good. I have a house update. So this is the last time I'm recording in the old place. Uh, and the next time we'll be recording, uh, well, hopefully, knock on wood, I will be in the new place and I'll have my office area, uh, set up. So that's top priority when we move. Are you going to say goodbye to all the old ghosts in your house? Uh, no, they'll probably just come with me because that's my luck. (laughs) That's very inclusive. What about the new ghosts in your new house? Aren't they going to be annoyed about that? Um, we definitely have ghosts because, I mean, you've had cats. You know, one of the greatest things about cats is when you're just like lying in bed or on the couch and their eyes get really big and they're just like staring off into a corner for no reason. And you're like, are you looking at something there? And like the joke is that like they're looking at ghosts or something. So Moji does that a lot. So I'm pretty sure we have some ghosts just because of how often she does that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about you? Anything exciting? Anything? new well i don't know if you call it exciting i don't know i feel like <laughs> i feel like i'm just policing two kids who have got sherbet running through their veins at the moment um, 
my youngest has just come up with it has just started slapping the taste out of people's mouths when they're like they dare to lie down <laughs> on the ground for more than about five seconds so now um so now my oldest like sets traps for her and and pretends to lie on the ground waiting for her to walk by just so that she can start to try and slap her and then turn the tables on it it's um, it's, it's to be honest it's quite annoying <laughs> that these two have decided to just start fighting all the time in good spirits i should add marcy they're both having yeah. a really great time mm-hmm. but i'm just like oh gosh mm-hmm. can't you just do some knitting mm-hmm. or some like i don't know sudoku <laughs> or something like that rather than just slapping each other as often as you can maybe they both secretly watched hot rod last week and they got that idea <laughs> from the movie. maybe maybe well, we watched um, we watched the first episode of Stranger Things last night, me and my wife, and mm-hmm. turned around after about 20 minutes and Betsy Mialdis was just stood there next to the couch silently watching oh. the screen. <laughs> like, oh, no. my goodness. I had to mentally rewind in my head what had just been on the, yeah. like, the, the, the five oh. minutes before that. And I think we got away with it because she went back to sleep. But okay. she is. She is a sneak. Uh... She is a rotten sneak. <laughs> It will come downstairs and be like, well, how come I'm in bed and you're awake? Uh, Because you're seven years old. Get to bed. (laughs) I was going to say this season of Stranger Things is is a little bit more creepy. Like the main antagonist of it this season is really disturbing. So I would not want a small child to see that. And I would be so freaking out. I'd be like, oh, my gosh, you're going to have nightmares uh, forever. I I think you might have seen what I'm talking about in episode one. I can't. Yeah, Yeah. I think he shows up in episode one. There was some creepiness in episode one. Yeah, I don't think my my kid would handle (laughs) that right now. No. We talked just before we came on about how at a younger age she didn't handle the good dinosaur. So I don't think she's quite ready for season four of Stranger Things just yet. It's so funny, like, how different times are because when I was three, I mean, I was watching Jurassic Park, like, unfazed (laughs) at all. And now here I am. I'm the person I am today because Uh of things like that. Nobody saying anything. Yeah, my mom just put on whatever... Yeah, my mom didn't care. She, My mom was a single parent for a couple years. And so it was like, yeah, sure, whatever. If this means you're going to be quiet, and you're just going to watch this. Sure, whatever. Like, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, you have to, like, think about now. Like, I looking back on it, I'm like, oh, my God, I would have never. I would have never let this happen. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so just funny. Funny how times change. Well, right? I mean, we definitely engage the TV as a babysitter. We can't lie. We do that. That is ha- that's mm-hmm. something that happens. Yeah, God but bless you're not putting parent. Jurassic Park on no. for your small child. No, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> you know, Chucky, that sort of thing. Child's Play, Nightmare on Elm Street, one and two, but not three. Of course, those sorts of not things. Three. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh-huh. Not to say what film we're watching. Yeah. So. <laughs> We've been talking too long now. So sorry about that. This welcome, as I said, and we're doing um, the final episode (laughs) in our remix mixtape. And it's the one, it was Marcy's idea, this, and she she proper stole it off Synonauts, but it's still her idea and she's claiming it and she's filed all the paperwork, but it's her idea. I picked a film at the beginning and she connected to that. And then she picked a film last episode, which was Hot Rod. And then tasks me with picking a film that connects to that, which I did. And we've come up with 
Shaun of the Dead from 2004. Let me check my notes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had that written down. It is 2004. Thanks. I had it written it's down and I put my paper somewhere not convenient. <laughs> and now I've got it again, though. I've got it in a much more convenient <laughs> position. So 2004, Shaun mm-hmm. of the Dead, directed by Edgar Wright, starring... Mm-hmm. Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Kate Ashfield, and a load of bunch of others. That's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> In it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Shall we just do it then? Shall we do that now then? Yeah, I think we've talked enough about ourselves. <laughs> I think we should talk about the movie. <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. You know, mm-hmm. no one else listens to me, Marty, when I talk about myself. This is my version of uh, seven, seven and a half minutes of therapy. Thanks for that. Uh, I'll bill you later. Oh, my God. So. Thanks. Well, anything to pay <laughs> for that house move. <clears throat> no, I need to buy the boat now for the deck, remember? <laughs> for your shuffleboard. Right. Oh, boy. Well, we're doing Shaun of the Dead, and I've done a synopsis. Shall I just... Mm-hmm. I'll just get on with it, okay? I think so, okay. yeah. Welcome to the news at 10. I'm Sebastian Etiquette. It's 21 years since the events of V-Day, our zombie apocalypse. For those of us who survived, we've learned to live with our undead neighbours... Many of them hold down jobs suited to their limited cognitive ability, including our very own Prime Minister. But what of that fateful day when our world changed? Roving reporter Victoria Victoria is out on the streets of London hearing your stories. Victoria? Sebastian, I've been out walking all flipping day, ain't I? And my feet are like a couple of sweaty sausages on a sunbed. But earlier I popped in the local record shop frisbee vinyl where i had a good old natter to the owners sean and liz and you're not gonna believe what they said turns out liz only went and dumped sean the day before all them zombies turned up yeah i know sounds a bit harsh that but sean was one of them man babies you know the ones (laughs) they go on about how many hours they've played elden ring or what movie they're doing on their (laughs) podcast i bet she was well glad to be shot of him Anyways, Sean only went and redeemed himself as he led Liz, her mates, his BFF Ed, and his mum and dad, sorry, stepdad, through hordes of bitey, hermit bitey people. (laughs) Oh, wow. He led them all to safety? He's a hero. Uh, Well, uh, now, I mean, they all died, apart from like two, the two of them. I suppose Ed's kind of not alive alive in the shed, uh, and he had to shoot his mum. In a ruddy head, and she went, oh, oh, uh, I, su- I suppose he tried. Oh, yeah, a bit rubbish if you ask me. Anyway, I felt bad for him, so I bought a record, The Stone Roses. Mmm, <laughs> that first album, so good. Yeah, I got the second coming. I like it! There you go, that was the synopsis. <laughs> Of Shaun of the Dead. Well done. Um, when are we starting our audiobook uh, side project? <laughs> I feel like I have. I feel like I have some kind of existential crisis before every synopsis. I'm just like, what am I doing? Why? Why am I? What am I doing? What? what? Have a word with yourself I'm... in the mirror, Dirk, and stop prattling about. I don't know. I have fun. I just sit here and like laugh and enjoy myself. <laughs> so well done. <laughs> well, so that's Shaun of the Dead. That is totally the synopsis. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened. And so, Marcy Dale, mm-hmm. this is my pick connected from your pick, Hot Rod. So tell me, why don't you tell me? Why don't you get me started? Why do you think I've connected <laughs> this film with that film? All right. So I kind of brought this up last week when we were done recording, but there's one big thing <laughs> in this movie, I think, that immediately catches like 
your attention and also like connects the two. And I think it's the stepdad factor <laughs> and just a stepson trying to earn the love and respect of an old grizzled man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would, I would like to say that Bill Nye in this movie, I don't know. I think he's like my favorite performance, just things that he says. Interesting. And, He's kind of similar to Ian McShane, where it's like you don't expect. Well, I guess Bill Nye does more comedy than Ian McShane, but it's like the way they deliver their lines and just like proper actors <laughs> in, in these ridiculous movies. But that that's like the big main thing. But one other thing. So Edgar Wright, uh, he's very good friends and works a lot with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. And this just reminded me of Hot Rod, where like Akiva Schaefer... I mean, he and Jorma and Andy all are friends and they work together all the time, too. And so it just was nice to see kind of how similar the Love Witch and Ex Machina were with the people that make them. It's it's kind of similar with these two where it's just a group of friends making a movie together, essentially. And you can kind of see that uh, throughout both of them. And I, I really I really love that. I mean, what's better than like working with your friends on, on something mm-hmm. well, like this? Yeah, I wouldn't know. Uh <laughs> Marcy, so you're quite Uh right. You're quite right there, Marcy. So I, well, I started the thought process because um, I thought, well, what's an easy connection? What other films do I know with um, dysfunctional relationships between father and sons? And 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 I started going through a list, and I had, I think I had like Royal Tenenbaums in there, which also has. A father figure who oh has an gosh. illness. So there was another connection there. But then I was using mm-hmm. my brain powers mm-hmm. and just cycling through. And that's when I realized, oh, no. Because of the reasons that you said, this is such a, um echo of, in a way, how Hot Rod come, came together in that... Um, Shaun of the Dead was born from a TV show and it was born. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, well, it's not. Qu- <sighs> yeah, it was born. I'm going to explain that in more detail. It was born from a TV okay. show. Okay. And it is very definitely friends making their first movie together. And I thought it'd be super mm-hmm. cool, um, to compare that to Hot Rod and sort of the British version and the American <laughs> version. So that was, the, and, and and then when I realised that, I thought, oh yeah, I gotta win it because Shaun of the Dead. I love Shaun of the Dead, so it was a big excuse to be able to do it on the show, and you did it. You got it, Marcy, but you didn't. So hold on, you did. So when I sort of said it was born from a TV show, that was new information to you, was it? Yes. So you don't know anything about a TV show leading into Shaun of the Dead. No, <laughs> Sit back. About it. Sit back, sister. I'm about to take you to school. <laughs> okay, so. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it really is a school night. <laughs> oh. <sighs> that was... <laughs> you got me with that one, right? A dagger. You can hear little da- little crickets in the back. <laughs> it's a dagger right, right in my heart after that one. <laughs> so, have you ever heard of the TV show? Have you ever heard of the TV show Spaced? Uh, no. Oh, my goodness. Okay, we're having a chat now, me and you, kid. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> So, Spaced was the, uh, I guess you'd call it a sitcom. It was a, it was a comedy show, um, a half hour comedy show. It had two seasons, had about six, seven episodes in each season. And it was written by Simon Pegg 
and Jessica Stevenson, who is in this film um, too. And it was all directed by Edgar Wright. And the two, the three of them had met previously a few times, but they'd worked together on, a, on another TV show before that. Um, these are all kind of, kind of as they were coming up, I guess, if you, if you want, they were kind of creating together, mm-hmm. working on these smaller comedy projects that perhaps not many people had seen. And then Spaced was their, their big, the big break, I suppose, over here in the UK. And it was, a, it was, you know, when something is created and you're just watching it and you're looking around just thinking, have they just made this for me? Is this a somebody, <laughs> has somebody got into my brain and picked out all the things I like and just plonked it on a TV screen? Uh, it's about Simon Pegg's character is Tim and Jessica Stevenson. Oh God, I can't. Is Daisy? God, geez, I almost forgot it then. And they pretend to be a couple uh, to rent a flat, but that's where that bit of the story ends. And it's just basically it's full of um, film references, um, TV references. <laughs> it's very kind of, and it's very Edgar Wright style in the way that it's filmed, and it's very funny. It's incredibly funny. And episode three, season one, what happens in that episode is Tim takes some bad drugs, plays a lot of Resident Evil oh, 2, no. goes to the oh, opening no. of an arc show where one of their neighbours <laughs> is oh, debuting a piece and starts to um, hallucinate there are zombies everywhere <laughs> and and and, and then oh, kind of starts to shoot shoot to escape this 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 thing and it, and it's it's so good it's so funny it's so good and at the end of that after they after they'd filmed all of that Simon and Edgar said we're like wouldn't it be great wouldn't it be great if we could do that in a film? And that is where Shaun of the <laughs> Dead comes from. So it was based, oh. yeah. So, and I, yeah. I love Spaced. Honestly, Marty, if you can get it, I'm sure you uh-huh. can get it over there somehow. It's on yeah. some streaming service or it. something. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so good. I was such a fan of it that when this film was announced, I could not wait. I could not wait to watch. Um, but what? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, but also, sorry, beyond um, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost is in that TV show as well. He's he's a character. <laughs> he's a character, and that was his first acting gig. And he was Simon's is Simon's best friend in real life or whatever. And he got him that part because mm-hmm. uh, he was just he was waiting. Mm-hmm. He was a waiter in a in a restaurant who was just a funny guy in in conversations down the pub, and they managed to get him on that TV mm-hmm. show. Um, and then the producer of Space is the producer of um, Shaun of the Dead near a park, and they're all friends together, and they work very closely together, and have continued to work closely together. So it's a real family feel. This film mm-hmm. and the, the the production of Aww. this film. Is, is very much a kind of really, like you said, very definitely friends making something together, which I think, which I felt mm-hmm. I got from Hot Rod as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, like just saying like how they all met on a TV show too. Well, that's essentially like what Akiva Jorma, cause I did, I did do some research and Jorma did write for Saturday Night Live too, but the three of them all met from a TV show, which is Saturday Night Live too. So it's kind of the connective tissue is ever yeah. expanding. It's, well, there we go. That's it. But what, yeah. what is uh-huh. your, do you have like, can you remember finding out about Shaun mm-hmm. of the Dead then, I guess? Or was that, how did you come um, across this movie? So Shaun of the Dead is a special movie over here, I feel like, because 2004, we have the internet, but it's not like anywhere what it is today. And there's something really special about movies that have 
buzz around them, but you just hear people talk about it. Um, obviously, like, it's so easy now with the way, like I said, the internet is, especially, like, with, oh, God, I can't believe I'm going to say, but film Twitter, like, that's the big buzz <laughs> thing and everything uh, for movies, I guess, now. I don't know. I'm not on there. But I just remember a lot of people at school seeing this. A lot of people mm-hmm. were really liking mm-hmm. it. So I can't remember if we still had Blockbuster then and we would get the DVD Netflix in the mail, too. So I can't remember if we rented it one way or the other. But I remember renting it, and I'm not going to lie, the first time, I think this was, like, the first real British comedy, like, thing I had ever seen. And I was, I'm sorry, I was 14 at the time. I was probably 15 when I watched this, and a lot of it went over my <laughs> head, but I remember specific things that made me laugh, and one of them was always the Bill Nye character, So I think that's why, like, he's my favorite because it just, he's always stuck out to me. Also, I've always really liked him because I had seen him in movies before this and everything. He was, like, really the only person I knew at the time. And it's funny watching it now because there's so many people that are famous now that have, like, little tiny parts. Like, Martin Freeman's the first one that comes to my head. uh, That, like, they're so famous now. (laughs) Like, but you can't believe they have these little cameos uh, in this movie. Uh, and I don't know, I just remember watching it, not getting it, but then, like, as time went on and I got more used to that type of humor, uh, I remember watching it again. And now I watch it around every, like, every October, like, I try to watch it around every Halloween, because this is, like, one of my favorite, like, Halloween mm-hmm. movies. Aww. Um, I do want to add one other thing, too. I love the zombie genre, um, so I'm, from where I live, this is, like, the big so- zombie city, because George Romero... Yeah is from where I'm from, mm-hmm. and he filmed Dawn of the Dead around here mm-hmm. and Night of the Living Dead. Well, also, there's like, we'll get more into some of the references to Romero in this movie. But I love when, like, a genre movie like this makes it its own special thing, but still pays homage mm-hmm. to, like, what came before it. So that's what I really love about this movie. It's it's very creative. Yeah. Um, I think this is, like, the first funny zombie movie that i can think of you know there's zombie land and stuff and i really like those too but i think this is the first one that i can remember so that was like actually really funny yeah you you're absolutely right and and i'm glad you mentioned romero because he he's obviously a pittsburgh guy but one of the things that bonded simon pegonecker right at the beginning i think was their love of um dawn of the dead that one in particular um and and, <laughs> and their fascination with zombie films and the Resident Evil zombie games. But they're also their, in- <laughs> I think also their inspirations were movies like American Werewolf in, in London and Evil Dead 2, which had that <laughs> comedy element in there, but yet with still horror films. And mm-hmm. I think it's a very intentional thing that they wanted this to be a horror film and a comedy and mm-hmm. not, not like, I don't know, a scary movie. It's not, it's not a parody of, of, horror films it is a horror film Mm, and we have we definitely have horror moments in it and we definitely have consequences Mm. of horror horror films like like the um Mm -hmm. night of the living dead and dawn of the dead you know that all Mm -hmm. the characters make it um yeah i think it's Mm -hmm. i think it's very much what you said it's a genre film but they've made it their own and and romero's saw it and he's he gave him as soon as he as soon as he'd watched it. He called he called up Simon Pegg and he called up Edgar Wright to tell him he loved it. So how about that? How about that? That's 
Amazing mm-hmm. to hear. That makes me so happy. He's no longer with us, so it's just nice to always hear like stories about him. I didn't I didn't know that I, I had assumed he had seen it, but I didn't know that he like called him to tell him that he loved it. I can only imagine like what you're I'm sure that's like one of Edgar Wright's like oh, heroes. And yeah. I'm sure I think they was I'm sure he was thrilled. <laughs> pacing the floor, I think probably. Because I think what you said was how you found out about it, how Word of mouth, wasn't it? People were watching it in school and, and, and so you sort of like, well, you know, that sounds good. Maybe I'll watch it. And that I think that was their entire marketing strategy almost in, in America was to try and mm-hmm. create a word of mouth because it is a very British film. And you said, you know, some of it went over <laughs> your head. I don't know what. Is there anything in particular that you struggled with the first sort of time that you can recall? So to me, like we're, we're going to talk about like some differences, I think, between American comedy and, and British comedy. But American comedy and ever since I've been watching comedies, it's so in your face mm. and over the top and loud where like, yeah, this can get over the top. But everyone is so like polite and subtle. <laughs> <laughs> And it's very dry, (laughs) but like it doesn't mean it's not funny. It's just, it's just like conducted a different way. It's delivered a different way. And it's definitely something like if you're not like used to your whole life, like it just takes some time to get used to. And it's really enjoyable after that. I I think that that's a really, I think that's a really good um, summation of perhaps what the big difference, isn't it? If we think about Hot Rod. As a, as a as a prime example, I mean, there's no underselling the comedy there, is there? It is like cranked up. Adam Sandberg is is um, making his mouth do all sorts of different things, um, and they're they're def- very definitely fooling around. Whereas in this, it's it's people having normal conversations. Pretty much, pretty much, with little hints mm-hmm. of inflection, perhaps where you wouldn't normally have inflections. Mm-hmm. But it, it is dry, it is naturalistic. Uh, and maybe, and that was what I had in my head as well as perhaps being the, the sort of a bit of the big difference between American and British comedies is the way they deliver mm-hmm. the lines, is the way they set up their heroes. Um, even like Ace, I always have Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, in my head as a kind <laughs> of a prime example of an American comedy. And I howled watching that in the cinema and thought it was incredible. But it is not a subtle film. <laughs> it's no. not a subtle film. No, not at all. Well, okay, so I had a fun question for you, and I think now would actually be the perfect time to ask it since we're comparing the movies Do and it. we're kind of comparing uh, the different humors in both countries. But, okay, so the same group of people, there's the same number of group of people for the main cast of Hot Rod and the main cast of mm. Shaun of the Dead. If you had both of them separate groups, Hot Rod group, <laughs> oh, Shaun of the Dead group, Okay, if you had them both in a zombie apocalypse, who do you God. think would survive longer? Well, I think I think it's an absolute fluke that anyone survives in Shaun of the Dead. I think I think I think Danny McBride might survive. Um, maybe I think Ian McShane would probably survive after his heart transplant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the rest of them are probably zombie food. What do you think? What do you? I think Kevin. I think Kevin is getting eaten first, but I think Ian McShane is gonna do whatever it takes to keep Sissy Spacek oh. alive. He's gonna let Rod just go. <laughs> but I, I agree with you. I think Danny McBride definitely survives. I think Isla Fisher is capable of surviving. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Kevin's definitely going. I think Rod might make a sacrifice, but which only like ends up like 
getting one zombie away from the group or something, not like a whole herd. Uh, but I feel like I feel like the Hot Rod group would survive longer than the Shaun of the Dead group. I don't know why. Maybe I'm being biased, but I just maybe feel like they would... maybe you're being biased. Maybe maybe you mean by- maybe you mean biased, Marty. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> you think that the uh, failed stuntman would survive longer? Do you? He'd probably be trying to. He'd probably yeah. be trying to line up I mean, fifteen much... zombies, and so he can, uh, so he can careen off a ramp over the top of the red, okay. only to flip upside down and land in one of them's mouth. <laughs> okay, but look at how much he's survived already. Okay, <laughs> and he keeps going. Well, Where, like, I feel fair. like my big thing with Sean is it's a lot of luck. Like, one of my favorite things is when they're behind the bar and it's on fire and the bullets are too hot but then the, the like the fire finally gets to them and it starts shooting <laughs> starts shooting zombies so, across the bar like like i don't know i just feel like he gets very lucky yes some some so that is the other difference yeah. between american and british comedies and i think american and british sensibilities <laughs> is that that's how we like our heroes we like them <laughs> To just not really be um, super capable, we like to cheer for them to sort of be be the you know we love an underdog. I'm sure I don't know if you like underdogs. Do you like underdogs in your country? I feel like oh, I love I underdogs. Feel, I feel I, like there's Rod a, is 100, percent but he's he's uh, a an but he's, he, he's a confident underdog who who has an absolute. <laughs> Um, false sense of his capabilities, whereas Sean is the opposite. He is he is fully understanding I of his mean. lack of skills in many areas and has to grow into it. And I, but I, I, and that's not that, that's not to say that I don't like. <laughs> this is not an argument about liking the characters. I'm just saying it's where they it's where often these are people are placed in in the movies. I think I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's just an observation. See. Ya. Yeah, I would beg to differ. Where I feel like as the movie goes on, like Sean gets more and more. Confident. Yeah, it's called story. Um, especially, <laughs> especially, that's what happens. People especially grow. Especially like um, as he's trying to like get back with Liz and everything. I mean, even like his plan. Like you know, he's like, "This is what we're gonna do." He's pretty. He's so confident it's gonna like succeed. But then like Ed has to smoke somewhere, so they have to change the location like a couple different times. Uh, but I don't know. To me, like he comes off as pretty he reminds me of rod a little bit where they're like so delusional in their confidence where they're like you're, you're really gonna go to the pub okay well, I don't, I, all right that's but it somehow ends up working well i mean it doesn't like, end I, up working. that's how for them and liz it kind of does <laughs> but that's interesting that you see it that way because i mean i i see him as being absolutely <laughs> totally underconfident and the whole pub thing is just a total it's just a him being egged on by by Ed. <laughs> what what are your favorite bits? Do you have any favorite bits? So we were talking about uh, the nods to Romero. So obviously this is called Shaun of the Dead, which rhymes with Dawn of the Dead. Uh, but one of my favorite things ever. So I'm sure you've seen the original Night of the Living I Dead, have. correct? Yeah. So there is that scene in the cemetery with the brother and sister in the very beginning. And there's a ghoul. I think they call them ghouls in that first movie. But there's a guy. He's clearly a zombie. He's in the background. Um, he's creeping the sister out a lot. And the brother keeps taunting her and says, they're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my favorite things in this movie is so sean's mom's name is barbara Mm -hmm. and whenever they decide to go save her ed just screams on the phone we're coming to get you barbara (laughs) and it's just it's just so good um i just love i love it i love the homage to 
Romero. I think that's that's just so good. Um, I actually think I saw this before Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead always terrified me, and I didn't see it until I was a little bit older. Um, and then when you realize like that's what's going on, it's it's so good. Um, I, I one thing I love about Edgar Wright is he loves movies, and kind of how you were saying on the show, there's a bunch of references to movies, but in his movies, there's so many references to movies, and I really love that about a, just a director like who clearly loves film, and they're going to pay homage to different things and all the things they make, and I, I, I really love that about Edgar Wright. I guess, so I wanted to say one other thing I really enjoy again is Bill Nye. I just really love him as Philip, uh, the stepdad, even when you first meet him and he's at Sean's work, he does that little spin <laughs> around to talk to him. Um, that's so funny when he does get bit and he's like, I ran it under a cold uh, yeah. tap, Barbara. Uh, like, <laughs> it's fine. Like, that always makes me laugh. But the one thing that always makes me laugh and like when I first watched this like I said I didn't find a lot of things super funny because I wasn't getting it but the thing that made me laugh the hardest and it still makes me laugh (laughs) is after he has turned and they're in the Jaguar and the whole time they're driving around he's just so upset about the music and how loud it is but you know he turns they all get out of the car and Sean's trying to tell his mom like that's not the man you've married there's no no part of the man you married in that (laughs) in that car and he turns off the music and and they realize like there's something about him kind of still there even though he's a zombie and that part always makes me i know (laughs) that is brilliant i just love that so so much uh but those are like some things i really love about this i'm really curious to hear what you like about this movie and what are some of your favorite things all right strap yourself down uh but before before you know bill nye was (laughs) the probably the one person that um edgar and Simon hadn't head cast in their head. So everybody else, they <laughs> they kind of had in their head who they wanted to play the, the different roles. And he was suggested by the the production company, I think, working title, because I think Love Actually was, they were releasing Love Actually, and he's in Love mm-hmm. Actually, but it hadn't been released yet. Yeah. And they were saying, well, he, he's <laughs> pretty good in this. And, and, and at that moment, he wasn't that big a name, I think. He wasn't um, that mm-hmm. super famous, because I think he'd had a, he'd dropped in and out of various different things due to health problems, I think. But so they sort of said, no, he's going to be big. He's a good. He's a good one, and and so that's how he was secured. He's the only one that that kind of they didn't already have cast, isn't? But oh. he was a good choice, definitely. I really like. I really like. Oh, yeah. I really like Philip. I love him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, like in the Hall of Fame of stepdads in movies, you have to have both Ian McShane and Bill Nye. And do you know what? And I don't know many other stepdads in movies, but those two are just perfect. <laughs> you know what? In this watching it this time around, I got really emotional when he when he died in the car. I was getting really, I got really upset. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" And it just because I don't know. They wrote a lot of it is because Sean had a Sean God Simon had a stepdad and had a not a great relationship with his stepdad, and so that is him (laughs) trying to exercise his demons. And that is he's apparently said that is what he wishes his stepdad would have said to him as as Philip sort of dies in the car and I was getting all I was getting all oh, I was welling up I needed to have a, take, mm-hmm. take a little tiny little walk and get some tissues but I I mean I like oh. I, <laughs> I like lots of it obviously I think mm-hmm. probably my favourite scenes are the Bloody Mary scenes at the beginning um, <laughs> when Simon comes back back oh, sean comes back from the, the 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 news agents with the with the cornetto and and the coke the diet coke and ed's just looking out the window there's a girl in the garden there's a girl 
Pardon. <laughs> I just love all of that, and especially yeah. the physical comedy of uh, Simon Pegg and mm-hmm. and uh, Nick Frost when Mary, the first zombie they encounter, um, falls and impales herself on what is like a, an umbrella stand, you know, an outside umbrella stand in the back garden, and then she gets up. Oh, and they're just their faces. I, I crack. Every single time as as Sean's hand goes over his mouth and Ed just bites his lip. <laughs> and then when she when she gets up and she starts walking towards them and Ed just starts winding on his disposable camera so he can take, an, so oh he can take another picture. Oh god, I'm cracking up. I'm actually cracking up. So yeah. I love that. I love I love that. That's yeah. definitely one of my favourite bits. That that's that's great. And I, I caught something on this rewatch. Um, so in the very beginning when like the credits are coming in and you're seeing like normal people just acting like zombies, you actually see Mary working at the grocery store. Have you ever noticed yeah. that? So okay. You- so you did. Okay. I, this is my first time catching. I was like, Oh my God, it's well, Mary. Like, and I, it was just. No, really- it's great. That's really, uh, that is, that is one of the big things. So if you watch it again, and this is, and this is, to be honest, one of my favorite things to do in the in the film is spot all the zombies at various different points because yeah. there are so many of them. <laughs> uh, and there's the there's the groom in the news agents in the beginning. There's the in the end. Mm. There's a very good um, zombie kid with crazy eyes just everywhere, and he's at the bus stop in the beginning as well as the guy who eventually mm. bites Barbara. He's in the bus stop in the beginning. Um, so there's all mm. of these characters. That these main zombies that we see later on through through the film, and it's just so it's just so tight. This script visually, it's so mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. Um, directed. I guess that that he's they've got these little things all the way through it, and you, and you see them all come back mm-hmm. round. Because like, how many lines in this? How many lines in this film do we hear? Sort of pre zombie apocalypse that then get repeated again towards the end and just done in a slightly different way with a slightly different intonation well i was gonna say there's a lot of foreshadowing in this movie too even like so wait is pete the roommate i can't remember is yeah pete's Pete's the roommate roommate, and he he, he's all mad at ed or whatever and he's like you know why don't you just go live in the shed and then at the very end of the movie (laughs) yeah and ed is living in the shed Yeah, and something like, so, yeah. and I think I think even um, Ed replies to him, "You'll be dead the next time I see you," and he is obviously dead yeah, the next time and, he sees you. And, and there's yeah. lots of little bits like that. And I think perhaps some people might do a bit eye rolly at, at some of them, but I flipping love it. I love just picking up and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's, like I said, there are so many lines that get repeated, like when mm-hmm. Ed's playing <laughs> Ed's playing video games. Sorry, Ed. Yeah, Ed. Mm-hmm. Ed's playing video games, and Sean's going, "Oh, top left." reload nice shot and then they <laughs> that exact set of dialogue is then later played uh-huh. out in the pub but switched around when sean's got his <laughs> rifle and ed's going top left reload mm. nice shot i'm trying to think of another one when liz oh yeah, can go i on. share yeah, one go of on. my favorite or no you go okay okay one of my favorite that gets repeated is whenever you first see pete and he runs into sean and he's like fuck a doodle do and then like later <laughs> Later, when Pete comes in and he's a naked zombie in the bar, and, and Sean just immediately says, "Fuck a doodle do!" Like, and it's, I love that's one of my favorites. And how good is uh, Peter Serovanich? He's just so 
good. Oh my gosh, I yes. love him. He's really, really funny. He's very yeah. funny. He is the epitome of dry humor. Like <laughs> that bit when he, the bit when yes. after when Sean's gotten dumped and he's gone to the pub with Ed and they come back and they're playing their records all night. <laughs> that is, and that gets me. That gets me my reminiscent jewels because that's what me and my housemate used to do every night <laughs> when we would go out drinking and then we, we would come back and we would get his records out and we would just be dancing listening to his records till about four in the morning and we would just repeat to to ourselves it's four o'clock in the fucking morning and we would just say it in pete's voice all the time you know when it's just some just when one when when there's a film that is just woven into the tapestry of your life and not just your life mm-hmm. but the people around you that you that you that were with you in those moments like all my friends at that time this is one of those films for us and i guess like hot rod is for you this is this is my mm-hmm. version of hot rod mm-hmm. probably and i think i'm trying to think of there was like when liz dumps him and she says if i don't do if i don't do something or if i don't do something i don't know what'll happen and then later on when sean runs off and takes the zombies away he says the same thing i'm just going to do something and so all these lines are are repeated and and just and cinematography wise with the tracking shot to the news agents when pre-zombie apocalypse and post-zombie apocalypse um with the same Mm -hmm. long shot and just everything in the background is slightly different now that the zombies are here and uh carol (laughs) going off and um Dead people are on the doorstep. It's just, it's such a, mm-hmm. it's such a smart script and s- filmed in such a smart way that the first time you watch it, I don't think you do pick up on everything, but that's okay because it's built to be watched again and again. Yeah, exactly. It's a very watchable movie and you do always catch something different in the background. There's so much going in the background because you're so focused on the conversation Sean's having. You're not paying attention, much like him, not paying attention to like what's going on around him. And I have to say, one of the most relatable things ever in this movie is when it officially is the zombie apocalypse. He wakes up, he goes to the store, he he goes and gets his Diet Coke, like you said. There's a zombie <laughs> right there he's ignoring all the zombies in the street he slips on some blood there's like a bloody handprint and he's just so zoned out in his own little bubble that he has no clue any of that's happened to the point where you get back and ed's doing the bit where (laughs) you know there's a girl in the garden and that's and that guess that's their version of setting um dawn of the dead in a shopping mall that that was Mm -hmm. romero's comment on capitalism wasn't it and that is their comment on modern day life and how you how everybody's a bit of a zombie these days and just focus on what they're doing and you're not having chats with your neighbors anymore and all these jobs that we see people doing and how they're just kind of not even thinking and they're just staring into space like mary in the beginning of the opening credits just mm-hmm. putting the things through. yeah the very beginning yeah. everyone looks like a zombie yeah. yeah before it's all happened yeah so i think that's their that's their version oh of gosh. that isn't it yeah i love that that's that's like really clever and it's it's so true though because like it's still accurate to today like we're <laughs> i could definitely do what he does and have no clue there was like a zombie anywhere near me but even like even like the guy that normally asks him for change like coming up to him and he's like no i don't got any today mate and like <laughs> yeah. just like him totally not paying attention but i do love like one of their um survival mechanisms or mechanisms is um because ed does it and we hear sean's mom say it but whenever they see one, they just shut the blinds or they shut the yeah. curtains. <laughs> I think. And like, and, and, are they still out there? And he moves that there's two of them now. And then like, I just love that. I love that so yeah, much. It, it makes it I think that is very British. And when, when they, when they, when Ed and Sean come back in the house after the hulking zombie and Mary are in the back garden and he's Ed's like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? 
Sean just says, shall we have a sit down? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just crack up. I crack up at Simon Pegg's line delivery numerous times throughout throughout mm-hmm. this and that is one of them the one of the mm-hmm. other big times is when just before so si- uh, sean has the big plan he goes to he collects his mum he collects his stepdad he collects his girlfriend ex-girlfriend and two of her friends and the big plan is they're going to go to the pub the winchester and so they're almost there at the winchester and they've been hopping over gardens like ferris bueller trying to get home and he climbs up that little slide to try and see yeah <laughs> I was... <laughs> and his line delivery, when he just cli- he just steps up, really plods up and plods straight back down. <laughs> it's just like, how how many lots? <laughs> I just his yeah. face, just 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 when he says it, oh, mm-hmm. it kills me every time. You like that bit as well? Oh my gosh, I love him. I love that you don't get to see like the top half of him. You just get to see his like, like that slide. He is definitely larger than that slide, <laughs> and him just taking the baby steps up of it. Um. It's so funny. It's so funny. I just, I love the physical humor um, in this movie as well. And that's definitely something very, very physical and very, I don't know. It's just so subtle too. Like, it's, but yeah. And then when you see all the zombies and you realize how bad it is. But, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, it's, but I mean, so I guess um, you did. Was this your yeah. first, because um, this your first Simon Pegg, I guess, then? I suppose. Yeah, I would say so. And then um, I watched this. I, I think that it is considered a trilogy, this um, trilogy that he does mm. with Simon Pegg. Edgar Wright does with Simon Pegg. There's um, a World's End and Hot can't, Fuzz. Oh, Hot Fuzz is yeah. the, the middle one. So I definitely saw Hot Fuzz and this. And then I think my real big thing actually was Simon Pegg. And I still can't believe he did it. Because I didn't expect much from it, but he plays Scotty mm-hmm. in the reboot for Star Trek, and I didn't think he could do the Scottish accent. Well, uh, but no, he's very. Do talented. you think he can? Very good. He's not like right. me. He's not I'm like. I'm not me. sure about the Scottish accent. All right, I think he's a little bit better than like if I were to try to do that. So to me, that sounds pretty yeah. decent. But I, I really like him as Scotty. I think he's the one the most that I was scratching my head at when that all got casted but for the most part i mm-hmm. think that reboot is like perfectly casted um for the original yeah now i love simon Pegg. i haven't really seen him in much recently I, I th- but i think i um, think he writes himself mm-hmm. very well like this like this mm-hmm. is him writing a part for him and he's it's, it's spectacular <laughs> it's perfect and one of my favorite <laughs> comedy performances of all time i think sometimes he's when he gets casts in in different movies and he has to play like I don't know a romantic lead and somebody else has written it, I'm not always I'm not always sure about him, but I just love the fact that he has earned this career in Hollywood after you know the, just jobbing away on all these small segments on Paramount Comedy Channel over here in the UK and and various different things, <laughs> and then you know meeting mm-hmm. meeting Edgar and it, I think they had quite a, I don't know if you know people like David Walliams and and Matt Lucas who do Little Britain, which is a comedy show. Yeah. So they're all like they're all friends. Okay. So Edgar yeah. directed their first TV show, uh, David Williams and Matt Lucas, and and so there's like a big that that kind of community that obviously has done quite quite mm-hmm. well for themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think David Williams was supposed yeah. to be in this, oh. but then was filming Little Britain. So he um, Dylan uh, Moran, uh, his part, the boyfriend David, mm-hmm. the the villain. Wait, can I say something about David? Because yeah. I meant to bring this up and it was funny. So we were talking about Harry Potter before we were recording, but David looks so much like Harry Potter. <laughs> My goodness. 
Oh my goodness. What, because he wears glasses? <laughs> and he's got like the long shaggy hair and he's whining all the time yeah, like Harry Potter. So he basically is Harry Potter. So he's from a, he, do you know him? He's from a comedy show called Black Books. Does that, does that made it over to the United States of America's? No, not that. I mean, I'm sure it has, but I don't mm. know. That is it, very no. funny. He runs a small little bookshop. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. That's another. Oh, that is it. That, that is a, well, it's, mm-hmm. That sounds like mm-hmm. me. That sounds like a very me well, thing. <laughs> He's he's we watch it. Watch it. It's not that cute. Uh. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, I mean, um, I I mean, what about you? Is there anything else that you wanted to to mention about this this film? Anything that you particularly stuck out to you? Um, no. You you talked about like the slide. I guess since we are talking about David, one one thing I think is really funny is like when the zombies all grab David and he's getting ripped apart. That's hilarious. And he's literally not going to survive, but. But they're no, no, no. It's the fact that they're all still holding on to his legs, like they're gonna bring him back. <laughs> yeah, in. but and, <laughs> and it's just the first so, time I saw it, so I couldn't funny. believe it. I couldn't believe he was like disemboweled like that. Mm-hmm. Really couldn't believe yeah. it. And then flipping Diane runs out after him. Oh my goodness, Diane, what are you doing, love? Stay here. No, no good. He's gonna come from yeah. that. No good. He doesn't love you anyway. Oh, he loves Liz. Gosh. Don't know why you're running she, out. She deserves so much better. Like I can't believe she would even like dates. Like I don't know how you could date somebody that you know clearly well, is in love with like your best mm-hmm. friend too. It's just oh, she just. Just deserves so much better. But I was going to just say that him climbing up the slide is so funny. But I also love when he first hops the one fence and it just <laughs> completely falls over. Yeah. And then, and then I think they redo that mm-hmm. scene in Hot Fuzz as well. But mm-hmm. he's much more successful. Yes. And then I like later when his mom is getting attacked and he it looks like he was on a trampoline and went yeah. over the next fence because he like is flying <laughs> in the air. And it's very funny. But yeah, that's most... I mean, I think we really covered... Um, the things I I just really love about this movie. It's just a very fun movie. And it's a, you know what it is, like, also ties in with Hot Rod is this is such a fun movie to watch with friends. Mm. Like, it's a good mm. group of mm. people movie. Like, you know, and for the most part, I think everybody would enjoy mm. it. Yeah. Mm. Well, um, I've been to the Winchester pub. Oh, yeah. yeah. Although I've not been inside of it because it obviously doesn't look like that in real life. <laughs> and I think I was out in London. I think I was out in London. Um, which is not usual for me. I don't usually go out in London, but I was a younger man. And the guy whose house I was staying at was just like, well, I live near the uh, the pub they, that, that they're using, Shaun of the Dead, Winchester. Do you want to go and see it on the way home? I was like, flip, yeah, I do. Flipping it. Take me there now. <laughs> so we just stood, out, <laughs> stood outside the Winchester for for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But coming back to yeah. like the feel of the TV show, like the zombies, like pretty much I think 90% of the zombies in this uh, we're all people who were part of a spaced online community fan site um, and they just put up a they put mm-hmm. up an advert saying do you want to be in this film and be zombies and so everybody turned up they got paid one pound and got made up to be zombies <laughs> and we're just loving loving the heck out of it loving the heck out of it and i think i w- i think that would be like a fun thing to do oh yeah like once <laughs> i think that's it the, the the this film has got a cult following but the tv show definitely has a cult following mm-hmm. as well spaced it only had the two series and people often fans of the show will lament the fact that there wasn't a series a series three but apparently there apparently they, there wasn't a series three because they they just decided they were going to do this instead uh, and and we can be thankful we can be thankful we yeah. can be thankful for that 100 percent. yes well, yeah i think you i think you nailed it though yeah. i think there's definitely connections i think so I, I think, think I did. I'm glad I got him too. Yeah, you did it. 
You did it. I think I did. I think I nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, thanks for watching that, though. I'm, I had a really good time. I, I mean, mm-hmm. we were saying we often say I don't rewatch movies in our private conversations. Well, I certainly haven't rewatched it. So I hadn't seen it for quite a while. I must have watched it. Oh, must wow. have watched it about 50 times in a period of about five years after it came out. But then <laughs> then once the kids came along, I don't get a chance to rewatch anything. So it were an to- absolute, absolute treat to sit down with a shandy bass mm-hmm. and watch this movie. So I loved it. I'm glad you had a good time. I'm really glad you picked it too, because I know we try for new things sometimes. But I think... One other really important thing here, and like the goal of this show is like to get to know each other better, but it is really to share like movies you love. Yeah. And I'm glad that like, I think, there we go, another connection. I I do love Hot Rod like with my whole heart, and I think you love Shaun of the Dead with your whole heart, and that's like the ultimate mm-hmm. connection yeah. right there. One of, the other th- one of the other things I was going to ask you, do you know what a lock-in is? Do you have lock-ins in America? Oh my gosh, yes, Good. we do. I, I had to do some at the radio station in college to raise money for charity a couple times. How did you do them at the <laughs> radio station? So the radio station was in one little area on campus, and we just would let security know that we were going to do a lock-in for charity. It was like once a semester, uh, there would be like four of us. So, oh yeah, we would have people bring us food. We would have people bring us things. I snuck out a couple of times because I need to shower. Um, don't tell anybody, hopefully nobody listening. So you would just stay there for like the weekend or something. Uh, there was an extra room in the radio station too. So there was, um, the main room where you like did all the broadcasting, which was pretty big, but then there was like a side separate room too. Like, so there were couches in there, we could sleep and stuff. Um, so we would do that every semester to raise money uh, for charity and we'd pick a charity out. So I've done a couple of those that, myself. That is, totally, that is totally not what I meant by a lock-in, but that sounds pretty amazing that you did oh, that. Oh, okay. Well, wait, a lock. <laughs> wait, so what is a lock-in for you? So lock-in is like something you stay in one location for like a couple of days to like raise money no. for something. That's what I thought you meant. No. No, so uh, in this film, they have a lock-in in the pub at the beginning. After he gets dumped, he has. They have a lock-in in the pub. Have you? Do you have a lock-in? Oh have you? Do you God. have them in the pub? Do you ever had no, them? No, we've never. So I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, no. I'm gonna let you peep behind the curtain of British culture here. But so the oh licensing, license, licensing laws um, up until I don't know the last 15, 20 years, where that pub shut at eleven o'clock. And you couldn't buy alcohol after mm-hmm. eleven o'clock. That's definitely not the case anymore. Pubs can be open longer if, if they so wanted. But back then it was eleven o'clock. Mm-hmm. So when eleven o'clock hit, mm-hmm. if you were lucky enough, the landlord of the pub, the owner of the pub, would just simply lock the doors, perhaps turn down the lights, and just keep serving the alcohol. And that was called a lock-in. And you know, it's one of mm-hmm. them victimless crimes. The police never really bothered about it, but it was such a precious uh-huh. joy when you got to experience something like that. And so that's what happens. That's why they all, everything gets bolted when they're in the pub in the beginning. I wondered, I was like, I wonder if you okay. understood that that is what is going on there. No, no, I didn't. And I, I'm, like I said, what I know it as is something completely different. Um, Most bars here that I'm aware of are like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., they close. So people who really, I mean, I guess some people will keep drinking. If you want to keep drinking at that point, you just go to your friend's house and you keep drinking. <laughs> yeah. All night, I guess. But um, no, I've never experienced... I'm sure there's like... So most bars aren't like 
privately own like a pub over in your country, but there are some, like we have one down the hill from where I live now, and I'm sure they could probably do something like that. Mm-hmm. And maybe they do, who knows? I don't know. But um no, it sounds like a lot of fun though. It's fun. I would be so excited. Yeah. You're giddy is a giddy is a kipper yeah. when it happens. But yeah. Well thank you. I just wanted to ask that one final uh British versus American question. Thank you for your response. <laughs> Now we're learning things just like school night. We're yeah. like talking yeah. it out, figuring out that they mean different Hands things. of friendship so, but, all the way across yeah. the oceans. <laughs> uh, but thank you for picking this because it's just fun. I love sharing movies I love with you. And I, I love when you share movies you love with me. And it, I love Shaun of the mm-hmm. Dead. I, you can't go wrong with Shaun of the Dead. So it's always fun to watch no. this. Well, if you want to write in about Shaun of the Dead or any of the movies we've covered... Or if you've ever been to a lock-in in American pub and you just want to tell us all about it, <laughs> then why don't you write in to I'm sure I'm <laughs> moviemixtapepod at gmail.com. And you can follow us on the uh, Instagram at the underscore movie mixtape on the old Instagram. But we've got an email. Oh, I've just mm-hmm. clicked it up. It's Oh, it's a nice long one. Do you want to read it? Uh, of course I don't have it up. So you have to Well, I will read it. <laughs> so this is from okay, thank you. Ian Layden, who uh, I, I think, we, yeah, we oh. know Ian through the uh, 70mm Discord, right? Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, so, so he's cool. written a, a, oh, he's written cool. a long email here. Get ready. Hi, Marcy and Dirk. Okay. Newish listener, and I must say I love the show. You two are an absolute joy to listen to and make everyone on my daily walks with my pup look at me with intensity due to my constant cackling at listening to you both riff on movies and joke around (laughs) exclamation mark i've only recently started listening to the pod and i'm largely caught up so as i came to the close of your ex machina episode i was gleaming with anticipation as marcy worked up to announcing what y'all would be talking about next as she teased it became clear to me it was the masterpiece the film that could only be described as better than the godfather in just about every way the beautiful (laughs) and joyous hot rod the movie is one of my all-time favorites so i knew i had to write in for one thing i am usually the lone apostle of this film in my circles i'm impressed that you got apostle in this email Uh, and i believe that it is a travesty (laughs) as this is one of the great cinematic giants among the likes of Citizen Kane and Parasite. Most people I know prefer the far (laughs) inferior pop star to this. They are all wrong. Suffice to say, I could not be more thrilled than you that you, Marcy, chose to spotlight this treasure on celluloid. I cannot even begin to express how much this movie means to me. It has been there for me in the good times and the less so. It has gotten me through so much. It was the first film I ever added to my letterbox top four and remains there whatever PTA doesn't take it over. Everyone from Andy <laughs> to Bill in this are an absolute joy to watch and live with yes. for a tight 88 minutes. It is easily my most quoted movie. I do the too legit to quit monologue once a week, if not multiple times. <laughs> and every time my partner walks away from me, she rolls her eyes at my babe cries. <laughs> No other film keeps me coming back to it with me still finding it as hilarious and fresh as I did the very first time. It is also one of the movies that got me making my own films with my buddies back in my school days. It is just so goofy, simple, and obviously just friends having fun. It is what movies should be. Suffice to say, 
I can't wait to hear the two of you talk about this epic in all its glory. I'm excited to hear what both y'all think, have to say, and even more stoked to see what the follow-up flick will be. Much love. Keep doing the thing. And there's some little star emojis that he's put there. Well, how about that? Oh he's, he's like written that straight to your uh, heart, hasn't he? Thanks, Ian. I was going to say, did I write that email? Because that sounds like verbatim what I said in the apps. <laughs> it kind of does, doesn't it? Especially that oh babe. Yeah. Babe, babe, babe. No, babe. No, babe. I love that <laughs> so much. Uh, Ian, thank you. That That is so wonderful to hear because i think hot rod is such a special movie and i think it's perfect and people that don't agree well they're wrong so (laughs) ian i think you've just shot to the leaderboard of marcy's uh internal ranking she doesn't ever reveal them (laughs) these are all personal she perhaps writes them writes them down on a little piece of paper so she doesn't forget them but you're certainly up there with that message I saw you could slide into her DMs and start talking about Hot Rod anytime you like because she's well up for it. And what a lovely email. What a fantastic email. That wasn't just, that was was like a, that was an epic. Well, thank you very much, Ian. Thank you. If you want to be as cool as Ian, send us an email in. It's going to be difficult because he's pretty cool. But you, you could also be on Marcy's pretend list. The movie mixtape pod you, at gmail.com. That was a perfect time for you to say if you want to be legit, too legit to <laughs> God. Quit, you should write it an email like you. Matt, don't be, don't be throwing the gags to me. If you've got a gag, you save it for yourself. Well, oh, well, boy. that just leads us on to mm-hmm. talk about what we're doing next time, doesn't it? Well, are we keeping up with what Ron requested and coming up with songs? Oh, shine a light. We haven't. Maybe? Yeah, well, you could have stopped me before I did the emails. Shine a light. You could have stopped me before I did the emails, couldn't you? But you just had to make me look like a fool on national television. I can't wait to use Oh, shine a light. <laughs> In the near future. That's a proper Catholic swear over here, okay? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, if you're on your toes um, and you're not ready, I have my song ready if you want yeah, me to you go, go first. So, okay. So, I am going to admit I was on the struggle mm. bus this week. <laughs> and I I kind of <laughs> cheated a little bit. So, I was on Spotify and I was looking up the word zombie. Mm. and And then... I found this band that I know, but I didn't realize that they sang songs that I knew. Oh, I'll get My to goodness. the point eventually. Uh, but there is this British band called The Zombies. There is. And I'm going to pick their song called Season of Love mm. because, one, they're called The Zombies, <laughs> and two, that song that song is like Shaun of the Dead where like maybe you it's been a while since you've either heard it or watched it, but when you start it, you're like, oh, uh, this is very uh. good. Nice. Uh-huh. I would. I don't. You know. I don't know that off the top of my head. So stick it on the list. What? Oh, you're looking at me like I I'm think an you'll idiot. know once yeah, you hear probably. it. Yeah, probably. You're looking at me like I I'm think an you'll idiot. know it once you hear it. You'll. You'll. No, that's what I mean. You'll hear it. You'll be like, oh, this. This you've song. Been, this song is you've so been good. pixelated on this video all the way through this chat, and then the moment you become clear is when you're looking at me like an idiot. Thanks. Thanks, Marcy Dale. <laughs> well, like you, I like that phrase. I was also on the struggle bus. I was on the hassle train trying to figure out a song for this. I couldn't because it is such a. It is such a specific film, a zo- uh, rom-zom-com, mm-hmm. as they coin it. So mm-hmm. I've gone for something that catches the feel of it rather than anything specifically uh-huh. related to zombies. So it's by Graham Coxon, who is a big guitarist from a band called Blur, but it's some of his solo stuff. And the song is called Freaking Out. And it just makes me think of uh, this film. 
film. It feels very Shaun of the Dead, freaking out by Graham Coxon. Mm-hmm. So we'll add that to the list. I don't know that song, so I'm excited yeah, to listen to it. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. It's a good, fun song. I think you'll enjoy it. Have you heard of Blur? Okay, yeah, so he's yeah. the guitarist yeah. from Blur. Mm-hmm. Thanks. This is like, okay, this is like the time you were like, have you ever heard of the band Franz Ferdinand? <laughs> <laughs> I was so insulted. <laughs> I don't know what you watch on your TV over there. I don't know what you listen to with your and ears. What I listen to, you yeah. mean? Oh my god. Do you gosh. know what? I'm not going to just... I'm ass- not living under a rock. I'm not going to just assume you know everything that I know. I'm going to be polite about it like a proper British gentleman and I'm going to ask you <laughs> if you're oh familiar gosh. with them and then not look down at you if you're not. Okay. <laughs> I think even when you asked me the Franz Ferdinand question, though, I like was teasing you, and I was like, "Do you mean the Archduke or the oh, band?" You... Like, because I couldn't believe you and your you bloody were japes saying... making jokes about the start of World War One. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. So the next mixtape, do you want to say it or shall I say it? I I think you should say because I think you're really excited about it, and it's your pick. Uh, okay. first, well, so you should, pick, uh, yeah. you should share. So, with the next mixtape yeah. is, I am very excited about it, calling it simply mm-hmm. Monsters. And it's my pick first. Um, we do have mm-hmm. something cool, hopefully, lined up. And I've got to say, there, I've, I know what films we're watching. And apart from my pick now, they're all bangers. <laughs> my pick is a little, is, 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 is just not quite as mainstream, but we've got a lot of bangers coming up. But my pick is from 2017 a film called i kill giants uh directed by anders walters and it's got uh your girl gamora from guardians of the galaxy in it zoe and imogen poots is in it too Mm -hmm. and yeah i just have it's one of that's one of those ones, Marcy, where I have a personal connection to it, and I wanted to share it because I don't mm-hmm. think a lot of people have seen it. And a giant is a monster, is it not? Uh, I guess we'll find out. Oh next my week. goodness! We'll, we'll have to debate this. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> a giant's a monster. Okay, but we will see you all next week. Oh, I should say that I Kill Giants is streaming on Netflix for the UK crowd. I don't know. I don't know what's oh. happening in America. Maybe I can take maybe, a peek. Really maybe quick. President Bush has put it on CBS for you. Or what? Um, maybe it's... What year maybe, is it? What year do you think it is? Maybe <laughs> Ronald Reagan has decided to show oh it gosh. with his telescopic lens on mm. i'm just filling i'm just padding out time while you're doing that Yo, there okay we go. well I, I i was just gonna let you keep going but it's not streaming anymore oh of, of course not okay. well i think that's part of the problem is that i don't <laughs> think it got a huge release but it's on netflix in the uk if you've got one of those vpns you can always do that kind of i suppose maybe if you just send me your name <laughs> you know what i'm talking about <laughs> but i will see you next week marcy dale mm-hmm. I will see you next week, Dirk. Bye. Bye for now. <laughs> suck on that, you suckers. Tape is a podcast hosted by Dirk and Marcy, mixed and edited by me. Our logo comes from Iron Tooth Design. Find us on Instagram at the underscore movie mixtape and catch new episodes on Wednesdays. Thanks for listening. Bye!